Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs, embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. Good morning. We hear a lot about all the exciting new businesses starting up in Calgary, and our guest today is behind some of those success stories. James Lockery is the managing partner of Thin Air Labs, which invests in businesses that focus on positive human impact and are in a very early stages of development. They also partner with the founders to help accelerate their growth, and they provide support throughout the journey. Good morning, James. Good morning, Tara. And good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, James. Hello, David. James, um, you know, I want to take you a few years back. Uh, you're also the co-founder of uh, Wave HQ, and um, I, I think one of the slogans was changing the way small businesses manage their finance. And as we know, economy is built on a lot of small and mid-sized businesses. So what was the concept behind uh, Wave? Yeah, it was pretty simple. Um, so about 95% of the businesses in the world are small businesses, you know, under 5 million revenue, under 10 employees. And that type of a business was badly underserved by the products that were in market. Uh, as those were designed for higher businesses that could actually afford the products that were being built. When the internet became uh, much more than, than what we knew it in the, in the year 2000, once the, the real technologies of the internet started to be built, the ability to create these things, on, the same types of products online and distribute to those types of businesses uh, became much, much easier. And so we built a purpose-built product for that small business market and really took took a big swing at trying to acquire uh, a huge chunk of business that was not being addressed currently by the market. So uh, that's, that was the general thesis behind what we tried to accomplish, and it was quite successful. And how did uh, Wave help the small businesses kind of uh, manage their finance? In what fashion? And uh, what, like, is, it, is it banking? Is it uh, loans? Is it uh, accounting? So the, the short answer to all of that is yes. So we, we started with a <laughs> uh, we started with a product in the accounting space. Uh, added invoicing, payroll. Uh, we built a a large payments engine underneath it. Uh, we added lending, uh, and now it has full banking features. So deposit accounts, bank, uh, bill payments, all of those types of things for small businesses to use. And these tools were built specifically for this market, not for a general market, specifically for small business to tackle the problems that they have. So it was a, a, a very tightly designed uh, product that covered a lot of the financial needs of, uh, of that market. So bringing it back to Thin Air Labs, James, why did you decide to have your base in Calgary? So in 2015, I moved back to Calgary. So I've been living here from 2000 to 2011. Uh, and we started the company uh, Wave while I was in Calgary, uh, but we decided to put it in Toronto, where my co-founder and the CEO is is currently. And at that time, back in 2009, 2010, um, that was a smart choice it, based on everything that was happening in the Calgary market and the Toronto market. Um, when I came back in 2015, I recognized that there was, or sorry, when I visited in 2015, I recognized that things had changed. And I'd always loved Calgary as a place to live, a place to raise children, a place to do business, a place to have fun. 
uh, I just mm-hmm. felt it's a, it's kind of a special place in a lot of ways once you uh, once you've spent time here, and so we we decided to come back for personal reasons to to continue raising our family here. Uh, my boys are now all grown and graduated from high school, but uh, uh, we also came back because of the business opportunities. And what I recognized was uh, when I was building. Uh, wave in the early days uh, with Kirk in Toronto. There was it was in the nuclear winter of the fallout of of the financial crisis, and it was a very very difficult time uh, to build a company and get financing in Toronto. I recognized the same type of thing happening in Calgary with the disruption that was happening in the energy market, which had a broad impact on our economy, uh, created a mm-hmm. vast amount of unemployment for highly skilled technical workers. And given the amount of capital, uh, the risk appetite of investors here, and the innovation that typically happens here at a greater rate than most places in Canada, I just saw the signals that this could be a really interesting ecosystem to start playing in. Uh, I then met some of the founders. I started working with some of the companies and made a few small investments uh, and got hooked. And it was just something that I saw as Calgary's inevitable transition into the technology world, which all major cities across the world are transitioning to. Calgary just started later, uh, just because of the uh, the highly depend the high dependence that they had on the energy economy was exactly where we should have been putting our attention to build wealth in this city. With that waning over the last six years, it's obviously it's coming back now. But that waning opened the door for the transition into technology to happen. And what we're seeing now, five, six years after uh, I recognized it, is this explosion in tech that it seems like an overnight success. Our guest this morning is James Lockery, managing partner of Thin Air Labs. So uh, what is the culture that uh, you create with Thin Air Labs, which is supposed to be very innovative? Yeah, that culture is such an important part of, of how we build companies today, especially in technology. Um, so when you're talking about the investments we make, we make them at the earliest stages uh, of company formation, sometimes before they even have uh, a company formed, we're getting involved with them. Um, so oh, we wow. try to be the... Yeah, it's, uh, it can be a little bit fun and risky at the same time, but... Um, <laughs> it's unusual. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this is what we're good at. So we have 150 mm. years of startup experience inside of our organization across a, a multitude of specialties. And what we've recognized is in the seed stage of, of these companies' development, there is a tremendous amount of risk, and that risk is almost entirely on the ability of the team to execute. Founder mistakes are what kills companies most of the time at this stage. And so when we find a great company or a great opportunity, a great market, and an amazing team that wants to do it, we bring them close and we want to work with them and we help them get themselves investment ready. We help them find customers. We help them with building their products. We help them find capital. Uh, and our goal is to bring them into a certain level of maturity where other more sophisticated investors will start adding their own capital expertise and, uh, and growth uh, 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 talents to accelerate this company into the stratosphere. So that's the whole design of Thin Air Labs is to really work with these early stage companies uh, and instill a foundation of, of hyper growth into them. And it's been working out incredibly well so far, uh, given the results that we're seeing in this city. So if I'm listening right now and I'm thinking, well, I have a 
I have a great idea. I haven't started my business yet. What is it that you'd be looking for in that startup before the business has started or in the founder? What are you looking for, James? Yeah, the, um, there's a couple of different types of founders that we, we traditionally back. The first one is a very, very deep domain expert. So we have a lot of investments in life sciences, for example, and we typically see uh, researchers that have spent more than a decade of their lives dedicated to solving a problem uh, and developing incredible IP. They just don't have the business skill sets to be able to take that to market, commercialize it properly, and form a proper company to operate against that opportunity. So that's where we're able to help out that type of entrepreneur. And I love working with those entrepreneurs because the business part of it can, is fairly formulaic. Um, it's the domain expertise that becomes such a huge asset. So you never question them about the product or the, uh, or the way they're approaching it, which you can do in software sometimes, um, but you can question them and they need a lot of help on the, on the business side. The other type of entrepreneur we like is somebody who is incredibly naive uh, around the problem that they're solving so much so mm-hmm. that they will tr- try things that nobody else will ever do. That comes with some criteria that goes around it about the individuals involved. They have to be incredibly intelligent, incredibly curious, very, very ambitious. And they have to have this sense of resiliency that they will run through a wall, no matter how thick it is, to make sure that them and their team are going to be successful. There's just this personality that comes along every once in a while that can pull those types of things off. And they're incredibly fun to work with when they, when they kind of capture that opportunity. So that's what we look for in founders in companies. What we're looking for is something very, very specific. We're sector agnostic other than we don't invest in energy just because of the the plethora of of great energy investors we have in the city. There's no reason to compete with that. We focus Mm -hmm. on technology and innovation that can be rolled out at global scale. Uh, so we're looking for the largest opportunities in the innovation market. So we're not looking for somebody that's going to dominate a Canadian market. We are looking for globally dominant companies that will have the opportunity to have in excess of $100 million of revenue annually uh, over time. Wow. The other part of it. Jim. Yeah, that's. Go ahead. Go the ahead. Other part is, the other part is critically important. We talked about that human impact. We are looking for products and services that add value to people's lives in a very positive way. Those types of products and services you can charge more for. People pay for it even when they run into hard times and they tell all their friends about it. So the actual return on the investment into those types of companies traditionally is much, much higher because of the way that customers behave around them. James, we have to take a break for the commercial. Our guest today is James Lockery, managing partner of Thin Air Labs. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is brought to you in part by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the choice for the world's best entrepreneurs. Embracing technology to solve some of the greatest challenges. And we're back with our guest, James Lockery, Managing Partner of Thin Air Labs. So, James, uh, you were telling us a little bit about the people that you have working there and, and the values that you have in your company. And on your website, you say that you have, you've got three experienced entrepreneurs and a team of unlike minds. I love that. 
a team of unlike minds. Why is that important? Um, I think the diversity of perspective that we can provide into an early stage company is really important. When we think about uh, approaching a market with a product for the first time, there are multitudes of things that can go wrong or go right. And so having a singular perspective, even from somebody who is a world-leading expert in the field, is too narrow. So what we bring to the table is this vast array of different skill sets and perspectives around how things could happen. And the thing about bringing a product to market is it, it can be, in a lot of cases, a very iterative process of testing and validation against what your customers may or may not want. And so that's what we, we will work with a, in a comp- with a company to try and find that product market fit. And we'll look at it from the marketing side. We'll look at it from uh, the competitive side. We'll look at it from the pricing and distribution models that we can uh, potentially work through or the partnerships that could be created for, for a company to help distribution and growth. Um, so that unlike mind piece is, um, you know, it's really important in, in technology today to be able to have those different voices at the table at the right time for founders and, and innovators to, uh, to accelerate their, their plans. James, I like the alignment between uh, what I saw in your bio. Uh, James is hashtag building what's next in our, in our, uh, for Calgary, and our show is called Calgary Next, diversifying and leadership <laughs> in the new economy. <laughs> what do you see? And, and you mentioned in your earlier uh, answer that you guys don't invest in energy. What do you see yeah. um, as someone that comes also from the Toronto market? What do you see for Calgary in diversification, in changing the economy here from oil and gas dependent to a more balanced economy? What industries do you see as an investors we should be focused on trying to bring here and grow here? Yeah, I, I think, you know, first and foremost, I think the most important thing for us to do is grow here. You know, it's hard to attract businesses into our ecosystem because it's still quite immature versus other ones. Uh, the talent pools haven't developed the same way as, say, a Toronto or a Montreal or Vancouver. Uh, so we're not at that scale yet. So I, I'm really big on organic growth today inside of Calgary. The other the big question about what markets. Um, so what I love about the Canadian economy is that it's a very, very pragmatic economy. Right? So they we tackle problems that are real. We create a lot of value. There's not a lot of frivolous things that come to market. And uh, so we see that across enterprise technology quite a bit. Uh, and Canada is amazing at enterprise technology and Calgary is no different. So we're starting to see companies like Cement, Athenian, Stellar Algo, uh, that are enterprise-focused companies doing incredibly well in the city uh, and having global footprints with their products. So they're not just dominating a small market. They're going after a very, very large market. That's an obvious play. It's an obvious play across the globe, actually. In Calgary specifically, because of the way that the economy has been built over time with the energy sector and previous to that was the agriculture sector, there's a lot of very big problems that we're good at solving. And so what I'm noticing is industrial level technologies that are addressing both enterprise problems, but also very scientific type of issues. Um, 
So one of the surprising areas that kind of has caught me off guard over the last few years is the aerospace industry in Alberta seems to be accelerating quite a bit. I don't think that's a well-known fact, but we're seeing some very, very interesting companies at the early stages that are addressing things like uh, spaceflight, uh, satellites, imaging, those types of things. Um, uh, and that's all coming out of the energy industry. It's just they're stretching beyond what the energy industry had previously given them as opportunities. And so we're starting to see like really crazy, interesting things that have global impacts coming out of very industrial types of technologies that are not obvious in other types of economies like Toronto or Montreal that are basically services-based companies or uh, economies. So that's, I think, the special part of it. The other one, the other sector that I see a lot of activity in, and I think this is based on the amount of capital that has gone into research and, and academia over the last 20, 30 years, both in government funding and philanthropic support, is a whole bunch of IP that has been developed over the, uh, over the previous decades has been sitting inside of these uh, institutes and are now commercializing. So there's a lot of low-lying fruit uh, that is tackling massive, massive medical problems in the life sciences space, uh, and they are really significant. So I expect us to see a lot of progress in life sciences out of both Calgary and Edmonton over the next 10 years. Uh, we have got some incredible, incredible products that are coming to market uh, over the next year that you know, we're talking about bug tests for cancer, uh, sensors and rehabilitation tools, uh, diagnostics, um, uh, software that helps power the industry for, for uh, helping doctors be more efficient and be better connected with their customers, or not customers, but patients. Um, it's across a broad swath in, in life sciences that's happening in Alberta today. And I'm very, very excited about that sector. Uh, that's uh, over the next little while here. That's positive news. We're with uh, James Lockery, managing partner of Thin Air Labs. So, James, you were saying that you work with very early startups um, and you support them through to global domination, which is, of course, what what you want. Um, but if a company, if there's somebody right now listening and they're they're a startup but they're at that growth phase, how do they how do they successfully scale their company? Yeah, that's a that's a difficult question to answer for a general, you know, without understanding the the actual company. But I think the the key mm-hmm, is, sure. is that it's a it's a relentless pursuit of growth, and I think the best companies in the world have that as one of their key mantras. Obviously, the product has to be amazing, uh, the value it creates for its users has to be exceptional, uh, the experience that uh, people have when they're engaging with the company has to be a top shelf. But when they have that growth mindset inside of their company, they can be explosive in pursuit of opportunities that are presented. And the thing about uh, the innovation market today is the opportunities for growth are endless. They are truly endless with the way things are operating today in the world. So if you have a great company and a great product, uh, the opportunity to grow is always there. It just comes down to how good is your company at actually executing against that. 
James, I would like to touch one point from your previous answer, and that's uh, talent pool um, mm-hmm. and, and how we can grow the talent pool that serves those uh, innovative uh, ideas. Um, and, and it seems that, uh, you know, Calgary was very good and maybe even Edmonton. I don't know much about Edmonton, but Calgary was very good in producing oil and gas engineers, geologists, and, and all the other professions that are energy kind of related. How can we grow the talent pool that will serve those new industries? Yeah, I think there's uh, a couple of things that have to happen. I think the first thing is obviously in the uh, post-secondary world, we have to put a lot of emphasis on that. And that's a long-term game. We're not going to see results for that on that for you know, five to 10 years, but we need to start today. And we need to start in a very, very aggressive way today. There's other programs that are coming outside of uh, post-secondary as well. Um, so we actually have a sister company, a not-for-profit, that is a school that uh, called Inception U that trains highly skilled technical workers that have been displaced by the energy uh, sector uh, into the new ways of doing things with technology, whether that's uh, full-scale development or um, uh, or user experience design, those types of concepts, we're teaching these people how to do that. So that's a secondary way that we can increase the, the talent pool that's already present. Um, but I think the most important way to do it today is to build companies. The only way to really build these incredible skill sets that are required is for people to go through the process. And um, that's what we're doing here today. But I'll say something about this that's maybe a little bit counter to the common theme around talent in Calgary. Yes, we have a deficit, but so does everybody else in the world. And we're now playing on a global talent basis. So we, when we were in Toronto 10 years ago, we had a lot of trouble getting talent in the door. But it's a problem that a company must solve, and the best ones always do no matter what the situation is out there. So people who are sitting around saying, oh, there's not the talent, there's not this, those people are constraining themselves. They're putting a ceiling above themselves that they're of their own making. You can get past that problem if you work it. And so that's, uh, that's what we drive into it, is that the talent is all over the world. It doesn't have to be sitting here in our, in our backyard. And in the rare occasion, it's pretty easy to get people to move to Calgary. It's a great place to live. It is a great place to live. And I think that we're trying to do, we're trying to send that message out there. That's for sure. James, thank you so much for being our guest. Our guest was James Lockery, managing partner of Thin Air Labs and continue with your amazing work. Calgary Next with Tara McCool and David Wallach is sponsored in part by Canadian Western Bank. Obsessed with your success. It's time to partner with a bank that sees the world the same way you do. Visit cwbank.com.